0: Welcome back to Laker Run Podcast. I'm your host, Ray G, and I'd like to thank you guys for tuning in today. So our Lakers blew the socks off of the Toronto Raptors with a very, very good shooting exhibition. I hope that they continue the shooting up. Um, Ben McNamore is now a Laker, and um hopefully AD should be coming back soon. LeBron is out of his walking boot. There's a few things that we got to talk about. There's a few things we got to get into. But first and foremost, Laker Realm Podcast is a part of the Crossover Network. Go ahead and give them a follow at Crossover365. That's on Instagram and that's also on Twitter. And while you at it, go ahead and give me a follow on Instagram at Laker underscore Realm Pod. And on Twitter at RAE underscore G33. There you'll find all my live reactions to the games, to trade rumors, just... All the NBA news I react to, I comment on, love the game. So make sure you go give me a follow. Now let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's talk about this Toronto Raptor game. I'm so proud of how the fellas responded to that loss um, from the Clippers. I didn't expect us really to win that game. Uh, They stayed in in the beginning and kind of just went bagel, you know, just kind of went stale um, towards the end. And the Clippers were able to go ahead, and I would say maybe the second half, the Clippers were able to go ahead and get a sustainable lead and uh, take care of business. That game don't care, really don't care at all. Um, my whole issue with the Lakers, the stretch without our stars, and that's included Andre Drummond. Y'all know he, he uh, his first debut game, he ended up with a toenail, his toenail got knocked off, and he had a toe contusion. So hopefully he should be back tomorrow against the miami heat i believe we play yeah um so my issue with our lakers is just the inconsistency you know i just want them to be consistent like and when i say consistent i know that they're not gonna always shoot great i know that they're not always gonna you know have these lights out nights but it's just sometimes their effort isn't always there their energy isn't always there and we can't afford to have nights like that where we're not matching energy or we come out flat, we come out lazy. And then on top of that, we're turning the ball over 20 times a game. That's a recipe for a disaster. Um, we the problem is we don't have those playmakers like Dennis. He he's not there. He's not a playmaker. He he's a, a guard. And a scoring guard is what Dennis is to me. We can see how, you know, sometimes he he's sloppy with the ball. He has sloppy passes. He don't always set his players up well. He throws up, he throws these lazy passes that's picked off or he dribbles the ball off his feet and, you know, stuff like that that he's doing. And it's like, uh, we miss LeBron's playmaking for sure because the offense is just, it's, it's, it's raggedy. We got some raggedy offense right now. We ain't even running nothing. And then the fact that they're not even making shots. Like, <laughs> how are we supposed to win these games? Toronto was a breath of fresh air for us Laker fans to watch them shoot the way they, you know, shot the ball. And I'm just going to say it, Mark Gasol set the tone for that game. He set the tone for that game, the way he came out and played on a, on defense, on offense, you know, assists, and just very engaged in the game. I believe that he set the tone in that game and the team was able to go ahead and follow his lead you know he is you know quote unquote like kind of like a a playmaking big i wouldn't even say quote unquote but he is a playmaking big and he does have great vision we all know about his iq and just you know the way he he played that game with 13 points you know he usually not he don't look to score but he's very aggressive in this game because we need the points we need the points our defense is still on point you know we're still good on defense but we need those points, and we can't afford to have these nights where we, we just literally can't throw the ball into the ocean because it's going to be a recipe for disaster. We don't have our, you know, our lethal weapons in LeBron and in AD and even with Drummond being out. So we just need it to be a collective, collective you know, contributions and even scoring across the board like they did in Toronto well, they it wasn't they in Toronto, it was in Florida, but against Toronto. Um, well, everybody was knocking down threes. Markeith Morris was hitting his shots, and Cool's hitting his shots, and it's like they couldn't miss, man. I was just – I was so excited for that game. Like, that game and the Sacramento game, those two games had me like, yeah. Just Can y'all just imagine this? I was just telling my homeboy this today. I was like, yo, can you imagine if our Lakers – was to shoot the way that they shoot. And then you add LeBron, and you add AD to that, and you add Drummond to that, and you add Ben McLemore to that? Like, who, who, at that point, it's like, they're shooting lights out, their defense is number one, and then you add LeBron and AD to that? Yo, who's stopping that? I don't even care about the Brooklyn Nets. If the Lakers shoot the way that they shot against toronto like i know obviously they're not gonna be shooting like 71 percent or what but if they when they shoot that way when they you know make their threes how, how do you stop this team right because you can go they can go inside out Any In any kind of way if you double lebron and our shooters are knocking down shots he's gonna make you pay if you don't double them it's hard to guard lebron one-on-one and same thing with ad and then the weakness of the center position is now you know a strength with Andre Drummond because now you have someone that can eat you up on offensive boards, you know, and then give us extra possessions. And then you know he's not like a crazy shot blocker, but he can defend the rim. And then once you do that, you can bring Mark Gasol off the, the bench, and he can eat up on your second your secondary big. And then you could also bring Trez in to do that also. But then you could also, if you wanted to put AD at the five. So now you have this lineup where it's like, okay, where we was getting eat up at, man, we was getting ate up with before we got drumming because it was like Trez is an undersized center, like very undersized, especially against teams like Denver where they got big, you know, they got big uh, centers and, and big backup centers and stuff like that. It's like, dang, Trez can, he can work on offense, but on defense, him and Mark gonna have to switch. Like, I think that what Frank may do is just I guess people are fearing that Marcus Gasol will fall out of the rotation which he could right he very well may and he very well could but I think in some instances Frank will play Trez and play Gasol because you can you, you can definitely play them both and you know the way I think he does that I mean I'm about to state the obvious I mean I, I know you guys know this but Maybe there's somebody that don't out there. So I just need to state the obvious. <laughs> so the way he, I think he would do that is play four or five. So on offense, you could put Trez at the five. He can play against the bigger centers and his speed can, you know what I'm saying, he can get around bigger centers with his speed. But on defense, you have to play Mark because Mark obviously is bigger and he can he'll be able to defend a seven-footer where a seven-footer against Trez is just going to shoot over him and grab the rebounds. But on offense, Trez can use his quickness to score around a bigger center or catch and uh, get fouls. So I think that's how they would do it. I think he'll have he'll have them both on the floor at the same time. And then, you know, on offense, Trez can go bang in the paint, basically is what I'm saying. And Mark, if he wants, can you know roam mid-range because he can hit the three. He can stretch. He can stretch. And then on defense, you make sure Mark is banging and and protecting the rim and going against that center, you know, while Trez go and check the power forward. So that's what I think may end up happening. I think that's one way that Frank might, you know, use Mark and Trez together. And that way, you know, Mark won't fall all the way out of the rotation because he is needed. This is Mark is going to be like a situational big to where it depends. It's all about matchups, right? It depends on who we're playing, and that probably will indicate, you know, how much minutes Mark will play tonight. If he's even needed in this game, is he needed in this round? Y'all remember when it was JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard? Some games, some rounds, we didn't need them. Like we, they were too big, and they were too big, like because the other team would run small. Like the Houston game, they was you know running small, so we couldn't use Dwight and we couldn't use JaVale. And I think there may be some instances in that where we can't use Mark because another team would be going small and we could just, you know, we'll just fix that. So I think in that instance, I think Mark's still gonna he still obviously has value. We can obviously see that. I think he had kind of a chip on his shoulder and um, you know, he's doing what he he does. So my point is basically saying that if the Lakers to shoot the way they shoot, bring our stars back in, Mark has accepted his role. We got Ben McLemore, which we're going to get into in a little bit later. We're going to be a tough team to beat. We're definitely going to be a tough team to beat. We just need our team to just gel now um, and get used to just doing it on their own right now. So when, you know, Brian and AD come back, it'll be easy. You can plug them in. They know, okay, I'm about to hit this shot. Boom. You know, get that shooter and get that gel so it's not like a, they're not used to playing with each other. You know, that that chemistry they're building even more now, you know what I'm saying, without Bron and AD. And we obviously know that this team is not built to be a great team without Bron and AD. They're built around them, and it's just unfortunate that our team has gotten the injury bug the way it has gotten it. You know, I mean, for us to get Andre Drummond <laughs> in the first game this man get hurt, I'm like, bruh, what? So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward and, and hoping that we can keep, shooting this way or, sh- or now nah, like i said it don't even have to be that way just way better than what we've been doing and more consistent at it more consistent at our energy more consistent at our effort every shot is not gonna fall i understand that stay consistent with your defense you know what i'm saying like stay consistent with your energy and all of that good stuff and i think we'll be fine i've i read today someone somewhere, somewhere they said that they're hoping for AD to come back after this road trip. That would be great. That would be great, man. And then, you know, Bron is walking without his boot. So that's a good sign also. You know, he, he's 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 healing. He's recovering, and I I don't know. They're still saying he is um he's out, and they haven't given a timetable, but I mean, I I feel like we'll see him soon. We'll probably see him in, within the next couple of weeks, I think. Maybe next two, three weeks we'll see him, I think. I don't know, maybe three weeks. Um, but let's talk about this Ben McLemore signing, man. Yo, that was a good signing. I didn't think that Houston was going. I f- actually, you know, I forgot about Ben McLemore. I really, really did. And when I seen it, it was like, oh, you know, Houston is going to wave him or buy him out, whatever they did. I was like, oh, he'd be a good good pickup because we could use his shooting and he's you you know when we play Houston he came in and he knocked down a few shots you know um and we could definitely use that and maybe maybe KCP Wesley everybody (laughs) all our shooting guards and our 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 forwards and stuff heard him coming it was like yo let me let me shoot the hell out this rock let me shoot this hoe let me let me you know he coming he ain't about to take my spot but I think that was a good pickup I think that um I think he's solid on defense. I don't think he's gonna get you know ran through on defense, and I think he's very streaky. I just hope that when he gets to the Lakers, he still shoots the way he's been shooting. I know he's struggling a little bit this this year, but playing with being a shooter and playing with a LeBron James and playing with a Anthony Davis and then you add a Andre Drummond, they're all gonna get you open shots. You know you're all gonna get open shots because the defense has to be. Honest you know what I'm saying, and if you cheat you somebody's gonna be open that's that's it somebody's gonna be open if you cheat anyways, that was a good signing um we play the heat tomorrow, and I believe he's gonna get some run tomorrow, and that's gonna be you know good to see and then I did want to go back and talk about the o g and an and the uh shooter little situation that happened this dude. You almost pretty much body slammed my guy because he was trying to hold you up. And in return you pretty much body slam him. Now, OG gets ejected. But of course Trez gonna come and run in and protect his dude as he should, right? That's what he should do. That's this is what you should do. I think any team or teammates gonna, you know, expect that out of their team. That's just even on the streets. If I'm hooping right now with the homies and somebody body slammed my homie or, or a teammate of mine. You know what I'm saying? Shh. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, I want the smoke, you know? And Trez wanted the smoke. And it was like they ejected him because he was a third man and That's the that's the NBA rules. You know what I'm saying? I was like, man, this dude is just protecting his teammate. He just protecting his teammate. But I understand. You already know they don't want to escalate. So they definitely was going to throw him out. You know, a lot of people didn't agree with it. I didn't agree with it. I'm like, just give him a technical and let's play ball. You feel me? But that's not what they did. Um, And then Gary Trent Jr. was in the middle of it also. And I think that's what made Trez go over there because they like, hold on. You know what I mean? Hold up, hold up, partner. Like, we ain't about to do this right here. So, honestly, I ain't even mad that he got ejected. I understand it. I get it. And I respect it. After the game, he pretty much said his beef was with anybody that wasn't wearing a Laker jersey. And who doesn't love that energy? Man, I love that energy right there, for sure. Stand up for your brother. Stand up for your team, man. You know, y'all family at this point, you know, it's y'all against the rest of the league. And y'all know the NBA got a vendetta out against the Lakers anyway. So, it is what it is. So, yeah, we, we play Miami. We play Miami tomorrow. That's gonna be a tough game. We should get. Well, we we are getting Drummond back. He did announce that on his, on his Instagram. We're getting Ben McLemore. Hopefully our shooting continues because we're gonna need the shooting, and we're gonna need that. We are gonna need some great defense. And then on top of that, the turnovers. We gotta stop that. We gotta clean up the turnovers, man. Cause that's killing us, bro. Like that is killing us. That let teams back into the games. You know, we had we was beating them by 30 34 at one point and we ended up winning by like 10 or 11 points, which is whatever. Um Pascal Siakam getting in there, uh stat padding and stuff like that, but you know, I think that the margin definitely should have been should have been bigger. It's fine, a win is a win, but sometimes we get a little sloppy, sometimes we get a little complacent and take our foot off the gas and, you know, kind of try to open the door for the team. Although, in that game, the door was closed at halftime, if you ask me. The door, they shut them out by halftime. Only way that they could have lost that game, if they was had a, a colossal mental lapse, If that's the only way the Lakers could have lost that game. They, was already, they already killed that. Like, so, we're going to see what happens tomorrow in Miami, y'all. Hopefully, we can get another win. Hopefully, we can get another win. And um, the Lakers are about to start letting fans back in, I believe, on the 15th of April. And I believe that's against the Boston Celtics. Now, I do not know if that day is going to be the day that um, they reveal the championship banner. I don't think they should because it's not going to be full capacity. It's only going to be like a few fans. I don't think think it's going to be like, I don't know the percentage of people that they're going to let in. But I don't know. I think they should wait until at least you can get fifty, sixty percent in, seventy five percent, because I mean we all want to see, we all want that chance. And I mean you know it's gonna be high as hell. Whoever gets to go to that game, the first game back, them tickets gonna be high as hell. They already high here in Dallas, man. I'm trying to go see the Dallas and the uh Laker game, and they already high as hell here. But they always high when you know the Lakers coming to town. So. I got to get my pennies ready, y'all. I got to scrape my pennies up so I can go, go ahead and get into one of these games, man. <laughs> but that's going to do it for this episode of Lake Around Podcast. Make sure y'all go ahead and follow me on all of my social media platforms. And y'all have a good night. I'm out.